definitely clipped on that one that's okay sometimes i get a little out of hand that's right welcome to go tell it to the wall podcast i'm your favorite podcast host the one and only sean o'rourke and this is episode 82 we are as usual going live on facebook right now so bear with me as i deal with uh, our on-air producers as well as some of our fans and of course trolls which we have been dealing with a little bit lately just a little bit uh so forgive me uh, as as those inevitably come up throughout the show and you've also noticed i didn't even call it out for the first episode of 2019 but that's our brand new intro song that's right brand spanking new we rolled it out for 2019 having some fun with it uh, and making sure we get it out as much as possible uh, specifically introing our podcast episodes because it's an intro it's amazing we actually have a few different tracks of that uh you're probably gonna see it start popping up on youtube and and some of them the website and everything else so look forward to that because it's fantastic. Shout out to the producers that put that together for us. All right, getting into things, episode 82, Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. We kick things off with social plugs like we always do. That's right, social plugs. If you want to keep up with us between episodes, during episodes, after episodes, before episodes, whenever the heck you feel like it, you can do so in multiple places. One of those would be Facebook, where we are live right now, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Head on over there, like our page, leave feedback, do all the things that you do on Facebook. I don't know what the kids do on Facebook these days. I just go on there to post pictures of my, my beautiful daughter and... And, and look at my friends' pictures of their beautiful children. Uh, so really, I don't know what else you do on the Facebook these days. Actually, I'm going to get tangented for a sec. I, sometimes I click on that Facebook watch tab on my phone. Good Lord. That's what they're putting out there. Like that, And, and they wonder why people are leaving Facebook. Like <laughs> That's not quality entertainment, Facebook. Come on, Zuck, do a little better. Uh, and of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Tell the Wall Pod or at Magic Muppet. Follow both of those. At Tell the Wall Pod is obviously the, the official podcast Twitter account. At Magic Muppet is my own personal account. Follow both of those. Uh, and of course, YouTube. Head on over to YouTube. Search Go Tell to the Wall. Subscribe to our page. Check out all our awesome videos, new videos going up. And we've actually been like had had this crazy increase on YouTube recently. Uh, we're suddenly. We're getting like tons and tons of views. It was It's funny. I was looking at it like a week or so ago, uh, and the increase was like 900%. It does it all in percentages, and it has numbers, but it was like, you had a 900% increase in viewers. I was like, what? I don't know what I did. I uh, hadn't even posted any new videos necessarily outside of uh, some of our holiday special stuff that went up there. Uh, so again, head on over to YouTube, search Go Tell to the Wall, subscribe to our page, uh, and that's going to keep you up to date on a lot of videos and stuff. All the live feeds actually go on there if you're someone that doesn't like to use Facebook, which tends to be a lot of our listeners uh, that, that really just don't use social platforms. Uh, so check us out on YouTube. And most importantly, and all-encompassing of those things I just mentioned would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Uh, Sean is spelled the correct way. The Irish way, S-E-A-N. And if you don't know how to spell O'Rourke by now, go go figure it out. There's there's no apostrophe because you can't put apostrophes in URLs. So it's SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Head on over there, bookmark it, uh, and that's gonna you, you can actually link to those things if you don't want to go searching through each individual social site. It's going to link you directly to those things, as well as take you to our Patreon page if you are so inclined to support the show financially. And if you do so, 
uh, to a certain level. You can actually get your name on the board in the studio here. Those people that are watching the live feed that do see the live feed actually see those names up on the video, on the video, <laughs> up on the board that is in the background of the video. So keep that in mind. You can also, if you, if you contribute enough, you can actually sit in the studio. I've got a nice little couch right here. You can sit in the studio for a podcast. So, so if you are so inclined, Patreon would be the place to do that. Uh, and, and if you're one of those people, which is many, many, many of our fans, because we, we do like 12,000 unique views an episode and we only do like a couple hundred social engagements, it's kind of funny. Uh, if you're one of those people, Patreon, it, 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 it's not a social site. So you can, you, can, uh, you can support us financially and not have to be doing all of like the sharing and, and the, the Facebooking and all that stuff. So, so please, 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 if you're so inclined and you have the means, support us on Patreon. And of course, beer this week before I forget. I'm actually really excited about this one. Uh, Stone just dropped this one. It's a, it's a brand new one from Stone Brewing. It is the Stone Tropic of Thunder Lager. That's right. It's a mouthful. Stone Tropic of Thunder Lager. This, of course, goes along with, with the trend that's happening right now. It's these lighter beers with a lot of flavor in them. Uh, you know, you see the hoppy lagers and stuff like that out there. In fact, uh, just the other day, I purchased uh, one from... Uh, I can't think of where it was. Deschutes, probably. It was one of those. Might have been Lagunitas. It was Lagunitas or, or Deschutes. Uh, and it was a uh, a uh, dark lager. So it was like a cross between a, a stout and a lager. And that's what they're doing now is a lot of these breweries are making these tastier lagers. They're a little lighter. They're not as high alcohol content. Uh, and, and I'm enjoying it. It sits at about 5.8%. That's where this one is. I will say one thing because it's very fruity and tropical. Like it's supposed to have that tropical flavor. But the interesting thing, uh, as usual, I had my wife try this one uh, the other day when I picked some up. And I was like, this is super fruity. And she had it, and she's like, yeah, a little bit. So I think, like, these tropical lagers, this Tropic of Thunder, things along these lines, they're going to be really fruity if you're a traditional beer drinker. Uh, there's definitely fruitier beers out there. I can tell you that. I've, I've had them. I see them. I don't enjoy them so much myself. Uh, but if you're, like, a, a pale ale drinker or even just a regular lot, you're going to get the fruitiness on this, the tropicalness. Tropicalness, there's a new go-tell-to-the-wall word, uh, of Tropic of Thunder lager. So check them out. And of course, we at Go Tell It to the Wall Podcast love Stone. We love Stone Brewing. It's one of my absolute favorites, and we love to support them. Uh, so head on out, get yourself some Stone Tropic of Thunder Lager. It's tasty. Oh yes. Um, and I teased in the teaser. I teased in the teaser. I'm actually wearing red tonight for a good reason. It is not because I'm trying to rub in the world's rub in the Red Sox World Series win to all of my LA friends. I'm kind of overdoing that. I really didn't do much of it, but nonetheless, I'm wearing red this week because. Here in Los Angeles, uh, we have the Los Angeles Unified School District Teachers. The union is currently on strike. Uh, they have been on strike all week. Uh, you can see it. If, if you live in Southern California, you've probably seen it on the news. If you're outside of Southern California, I don't know how wide-reaching the news has gotten. However, it is happening, and most of them, all of them, the color that they have chosen is red to show support for the Los Angeles Unified School District teachers. And of course, we here at Go Tell Us the Wall podcast always support teachers. And we are standing with teachers tonight, this week, and until they, they are able to end the strike and they are able to reach an agreement with Los Angeles Unified School District. In fact, uh, there's quite a few schools around my area where teachers are going out and marching on the picket line. And they invited many, they invited other people to come out and march with them this week. Unfortunately, I'm at home with a two year old and it's been raining. All week. All week it's been raining. Uh, so I haven't been able to get out there. But I just looked at the, the weather forecast, and it looks like tomorrow I'm going to be able to take my daughter out and and, uh, and march with some of the teachers and show our support uh, for, for the people that, that educate our children. 
<laughs> education is so important. You could I, really, if, if you didn't think education was important, look at what's happening in our country right now. Look at the guy sitting in the White House. Education's important. Education's important, boys and girls. Uh, so we're going to support the the teachers here in Los Angeles and continue to do so in, until they reach an agreement, until they can get back to work and and get back to to teaching our children. You know, because that's important. Like I said. Uh, and one more thing I want to mention in the opening. Uh, buckle up a little bit. We're going to get a little ranty. We're going to get a little ranty in this episode. Uh, we've had some ridiculousness pertaining to, uh, to to mental illness and mental health, uh, as well as some other things that we're going to get into, you know, like people that just can't handle the fact that their toxic masculinity is being called out. So we're going to get into some of that as well. So just prepare yourself. Uh, I'm not saying put the kids to bed. I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna hold back with the F-bombs, but prepare yourself because there will be some ranting going on tonight for episode 82. Oh, man. All right, let's get into some social, some social trends right now. I want to be a little serious for a moment right now with a trend that's been going around all week, all week, and that would be the hashtag 10-year challenge. Hashtag 10-year challenge. I guarantee, unless you're not on any social sites, you have seen this happening. It's on all of the sites. It's on Instagram. It's on Facebook. It's on Twitter. It's what are what are some of the? Do we still have other social? I can't keep track of them all. Uh, but it, it's happening. And here's the thing: it's very tiresome. I get it. Uh, and and I want to unpack this for just a moment before we really get into the fun social stuff. So there was also a report that came out that said it was all about face recognition, and it was just a ploy to get like pictures for your face recognition. Uh, let me inform you of something. The majority of people that are sharing these photos, they're basically pulling old an old Facebook photo from 10 years ago uh, and then sharing it side by side with like a current Facebook photo. So here's the thing. If you're sharing a photo that's already on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or one of the, you, you, you don't think there's someone out there fishing that can just already pull that photo. So everyone needs to calm down on that. I understand being safe, but really calm the hell down. That, that That's not what's happening. Instilling fear in everyone. Don't give your information out to people. Don't click on suspicious links. That's the that's where the issues come in. Uh, so keep that in mind. The other interesting turn that we've had on this is people have started to share real 10-year challenges. Uh, and you may have seen some of these. In fact, I saw the first one I saw, I believe, was a coral reef. And it was showing a coral reef from 10 years ago. And that same coral reef from like today. And that coral reef ain't doing well. It's not doing well. Uh, and on top of that, many people are also sharing photos of like war-stricken areas uh, and people that are dealing with suffering and poverty and everything else and, and the 10-year difference on that, you know. That's the important stuff. I'm happy to see this because that's – and I get it. Everyone wants to have fun. Do do your fun stuff. I don't really participate in many of the trends. But do, have fun with it. That's fine. Don't be don't have fear that someone's going to steal your face. Your, your photo's already out there, dude. Like they're out there, someone can find them unless everything's private. And if, if everything you have is set to private, then they're not going to see the ten, the hashtag 10 year challenge photo that you share anyway. Like this is a really common sense stuff to me. Uh, but please, please take a few minutes, check out the hashtag 10 year challenge for the reason of seeing the, the changes and the negative changes that we are seeing around really all over the world. Uh, but all the way as close as our country, you can, you can see these things. And, and that's, I think that's an important thing that, that we all tend to forget is raising awareness for things like that, raising awareness for things like that. All right. Another one that's happening on, uh, another social trend that's trending on the social platforms right now. How many times can I say social in one sentence, uh, would be hashtag best part of moving on. And you guessed it. This is best part of moving on from a relationship. Uh, I will, I will tell, I will tell you, these are not super funny ones. Um, 
but there are some funny ones, and I'll just share a couple of them with you. Uh, one of them, hashtag best part of moving on, finding yourself again. I think this is important, if you're, especially if you're in a toxic relationship. You know, if, if, you, if you're out there listening and you're like 22, don't worry. Like, it's okay. You can move on. Like, you don't, don't worry. Go find yourself. Find out who you are as a person. Because trust me, at 22, you can think all you want. And, and, and I know because at 22, I was the vice president. I'm not, I'm not even exaggerating. This is, this is 100% truth. I was the vice president of operations of a million-dollar-a-year company. It was a mobile entertainment company, but I was vice president of operations at 22. But even, even at that time, I knew, like, this isn't, this isn't the, the full me. I got a lot of growing to do. And sure enough, I had a lot more growing to do. Uh, so if you're sitting out there and you're like, in, like, your early 20s or in your teens— you got a lot of growing to do. Find yourself before you're you're looking to to completely attach yourself to a significant other. Um, another one of those hashtag best part of moving on is finding out just how strong you really are. I think we've all been there, even in our you know you have a rough breakup or whatever else. Everyone's been there. Uh, I will share a funny one with you. Hashtag best part of moving on from a relationship is now I don't have to share my mashed potatoes. Duh. Good on you, Jeremy's ghost. Where's Jeremy? Jeremy's ghost is uh, tweeting for him. Not actually Jeremy. All right, another hashtag trending thing on the social platforms would be hashtag advice from my grandma. That's right. Hashtag advice from my grandma. This one goes both ways. It's really, there's a lot more, um, a lot more serious but heartwarming things. Uh, for example, uh, hashtag advice from my grandma. You can fall in love with anyone, choose wisely. Another one would be be a good person but don't waste time to prove it. Hashtag advice from my grandma. Those are very good things. I will tell you, my grandmother instilled a lot of advice to me over the years, uh, but I will tell you one that really sticks out in my brain is when I was first going to college and I was trying to figure out how to pay for it. Uh, I spoke to my grandmother on the phone and she said, you know what? There are doctors and lawyers out there right now that are still paying off student loans. You can go get a student loan and just put yourself through college. And I did. I did. I'm still paying off those student loans, but I did. <laughs> there was a time years after I graduated, many, many years ago, uh, of course, when my grandmother was still still alive, uh, that I, I thought about calling her. He said, you know, you told me to take these loans out. <laughs> I'm still paying them. Uh, but no, it, it was well worth it. I have my college education <laughs> film film school graduate bachelor's of the art bachelor of the arts in film that's right i have a bachelor's degree so many pe people are like what you bet yeah i got a bachelor's degree dude i haven't just been yelling into a microphone my entire life i've been doing it a lot since i was gosh in my teens but i i, I did get an education education is important uh another hashtag trending around right now this one is is just pure comedy uh hashtag rejected wedding vows that's right. Hashtag rejected wedding vows. This one I enjoyed the most. Uh, until debt do us part. Re hashtag rejected wedding vows. Until debt do us part. Yeah, you got to be smart with your wedding vows. I don't know about anyone else out there, but I wrote my own wedding vows. My wife and I both did, and well, 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 well worth it. <laughs> now that's funny. Uh, I had actually a different seg a different thing for this. It's, it's hashtag I'm never gonna. Uh, hashtag I'm never gonna and now I lost oh there it is uh, this was my absolute favorite hands down hashtag I'm never gonna Rick roll you but gonna let you down and then of course there's a gif of Rick Astley uh, this one I also thoroughly enjoyed hashtag I'm never gonna stop tweeting dick pics uh, and of course they tweeted some pictures with it uh, and they are pictures of actors named dick that's <laughs> very clever very clever actually I got a Tell my good friend John Rosenberg about that one. I don't know if he, he does this dick tweet of the day. I don't know if he's really 
thought about that one yet. I'll have to shoot him a message after I get out of the studio here. All right, let's move on to some TV, film, and books. TV, film, and books. All right, wall fans, common censors. I've actually got a book. Books. Book. I don't know. Maybe you'll hate it. But I've got a book topic. Uh, I've actually started reading a fifth book in a series uh, by an author named Scott Meyer. Scott Meyer. Uh, I've been reading, like I said, I've, I've just started the fifth book. I'm like halfway through it. I started a couple days ago. Uh, but he has a book series called Magic 2.0. It starts with a book called Off to See the Wizard. I'm not going to get into super detail on this. I would just encourage you to check it out. I will tell you it's kind of like a cross between The Matrix, but not like serious Matrixy stuff. It's a little bit of a cross between The Matrix and Ready Player One uh, with just kind of all the good fun stuff from that uh, and, then, and then injecting quite a bit of comedy as well. Fun comedy. It's definitely on the easier side of reading. This is the kind of stuff I like to read like at night when when I want to think a little but I don't want to get really in depth with like some Tolkien or something crazy that that just takes a lot of effort to effort. I don't know if that's the right word, but for lack of a better word, effort to read. Uh, and this stuff by Scott Meyer definitely fits the bill. Check him out. The first book is called Off to Be the Wizard. It's a little misleading, but if you if you were to just see the cover of the book and really read like the the write up on it, uh, you'll you'll see exactly what I mean. Highly highly recommend it to anyone out there uh, that's really looking for like an not super easy but an easier read, uh, enjoyable read with some fun action and and just just all around comedic value. Uh, that would be Scott Meyer. So check him out uh, on Amazon. You can actually borrow, do the lending library if you're not one of the Amazon Kindle Unlimited users. Uh, you can do the all of his books are are on the the Kindle 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 lending library, uh, so you don't have to pay for them. And plus, they're they're fairly inexpensive. He, he's a really good author. Can't recommend him enough. Thoroughly enjoyable reads. Uh, we have some news from Netflix. Netflix, yeah, they're going to be taking more of your money. That's right, because you know you're not going to cancel it. Netflix recently announced a price increase. It's going to be a $1 to $2 increase depending on your plan, uh, and that's going to happen in the next three months. You're going to start seeing that in the next three months. You're probably not even going to see it because you know you got it set up like on auto pay or whatever, and that stuff just comes out of your account or goes on your credit card, whatever else. You probably wouldn't even notice that $1 to $2 if I hadn't mentioned it here or you didn't see an article on like Gizmodo or one of those. Where I'm, sure you, I'm sure everyone had this. Netflix price increases. What do you, what do you, gonna, you know, guys, they got, it's just, it's one of those things. Like, I, I mean, when they did their original price increase years ago and they were like, you got to pay separate. I was like, I ain't doing DVDs anymore. I'm just going to stream. Uh, but you know, one to two, that, that's how they get you increase a dollar here, dollar there. You like Amazon prime. Well, I would just increase it $10 this year. Next year. Oh, another $10. All right. All right. Bezos. Jeez. Uh, I don't know who's in charge at Netflix there. I'd call them. Out. All right. Netflix. Anyway, Speaking of more news from Netflix, speaking of more news, speaking of Netflix, we have more news from Netflix. Sometimes I just, like, mix my words there. It happens. Uh, they have announced a new comedy. A new comedy is coming to Netflix uh, featuring Steve Carell. Uh, he is also working with Greg Daniels. If that name doesn't ring a bell for you, Greg Daniels is the creator of The Office. He actually uh, was the creator of The Office, the original creator of The Office. Uh, so we have Steve Carell and Greg Daniels working on a new comedy for Netflix based on Space Force. That's right, based on Space Force. If you remember a few months ago, the Orange Menace announced that he was going to create a military branch called the Space Force. And that's what we're going to get here. Uh, really, I don't even need to know, like, I don't need a breakdown of exactly what's going to happen on the show. All you have to do is say, 
uh, Orange Menace Space Force and Steve Carell. I was like, oh, it's perfect. It's perfect. And you know this is going to turn into a bit of an office reunion uh, with the exception of John Krasinski because, you know, that guy's off doing craziness. And I don't know. Maybe he will show up. You never know. Uh, so look forward to that. Going to be coming soon. It, it, it's coming down the pipes. and Not not any day now. They're working on it. They just made they Netflix loves to tease things. They're like, we're going to do another season of Stranger Things five years from now. The kids go to college. What? What's happening in that five? Uh, we don't know. That's Netflix. Like they just—it's—it's kind of, it's like Game of Thrones right now. Yeah, I—I love like the Game of Thrones teaser trailer that they did like two months ago. It was like, what? What did I just watch? What? What was that? That was nothing. Don't call this a teaser trailer. Just call this music set to an animation with fire and ice. That's all it was. It wasn't a teaser trailer. It wasn't a trailer. It was just some weird little animation. Ugh, that's crazy. It's madness. Same with like the Avengers thing. That whole thing with, come on. I still haven't seen Avengers, uh, whatever, Avengers Apocalypse or whatever that that last one was. It's sitting in my Netflix queue. I got to get around to it. It's tough. It's tough to sit down and watch like a three-hour movie when you got a two-year-old at home. It's it's just tough in general. Uh, some more movie news. We did get an announcement this week. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's right. Not the animated series, which I believe happens on Nickelodeon, but the feature film there is going to be a reboot of teenage mutant ninja turtles that's right because we all need that and we actually kind of do i grew up a little bit of a teenage mutant ninja turtles fan uh and, and personally i enjoyed the movies in the 90s the early like 1990 i believe was the first live action teenage mutant, and it was actual live action it wasn't just dudes running around with sensors and then cgi throwing. it was live action enjoyed that one didn't really enjoy the last two. Watched them. Watched them because I, like I said, I'm a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan. Uh, we are getting rebooted, which is kind of good news. We're going to get a reboot of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The bad news is the guys rebooting it are the same guys that did the last reboot. All I know is I hope that there's not weird, creepy, green turtle creatures with noses. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. Uh, some news from Hulu. Actually, additionally, some news from Netflix. Uh, Netflix had announced recently that they had a Fire Festival doc. That's right. Uh, remember Ja Rule and Fire Festival? Uh, I'm so tired right now. I can't even do my terrible Ja Rule impression that I've been doing for like two years now, a year, whatever it is. Uh, they announced they had a Fire Festival doc. Well, Hulu actually also had a Fire Festival doc uh, documentary and debuted it days before the the Netflix uh, documentary came out. The interesting thing, uh, it, it's it's more Fire Festival, which, as you know, if you've listened to Go Tell, like this is the gift that keeps on giving. It just doesn't die. I'm gonna go and watch both these documentaries and report back to you on how ridiculous the whole situation was. I will tell you with with the Hulu documentary, uh, they actually have an interview with the founder, with the founder of uh, of the Fire Festival, uh, and I, I don't have his name, uh, Billy McFarland, who I believe is sitting in jail right now. I think he's sitting in jail, if I remember correctly. Ah, uh, so that'll be interesting. Make sure you check those out. You know you got Netflix. You know you got Hulu. Check them out. Uh, we got another announcement from Disney on their next live-action remake. Why are they calling these remakes? Like, they're not. it's not a live-action remake. You're just doing a live-action version of, of your previous film, and most of your animated stuff is just stolen from old fairy tales, including this one. Uh, their next live-action film is actually going to be The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, it's just going to be called Hunchback. We don't have a lot of cast news yet. However, the rumor is, uh, especially because he is already attached as a producer, that uh, Quasimodo will be played by Josh Gad. Josh Gad, if you're not familiar with him, go look him up. 
it does make sense for him to play Quasimodo. Nothing against the look of Josh Josh Gad, but I think you could pull off a hunchback look uh, as well as just he, he just kind of fits that role. Uh, for those of you who don't know, he was the snowman in Frozen, uh, but he was also the original, um, I can't remember the character's name, but from the Book of Mormon, the the kind of, the, the not super smart dude, uh, Arnold. Arnold, he was Arnold in the original Broadway version of uh, of uh, Book of Mormon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make sure you check that out. I've seen Book of Mormon. I did not get to see Josh Gad because I saw the traveling production here at Pantages. Oh, I thought about, I was debating where to put this one. Common sense, social trends, I don't know. I talked about it a couple weeks ago, the hashtag bird box challenge. Well, we got some news out of Utah recently. There was a 17-year-old that was involved in a car accident uh, while driving with her 16-year-old friend. After the police arrived, they realized she was driving around with a blindfold on in order to participate in the bird box challenge. That's right. No common sense from people that are even remotely thinking about participating in the bird box challenge, especially with a fucking car. It's a car. You could kill somebody other than yourself. One thing, you know, you want to go kill. That's fine. Go kill yourself. That's Darwinism. You're dumb. You're doing something dumb. You kill your, don't get into a car blindfolded and kill someone else. It's not dar- It's not someone else's fault that you're dumb. Something else I've also realized over the past couple of weeks is we're getting news of things like this really the past few years. You know, we always had, we always had that joke for years and you would see memes uh like like the leaf or the uh like the woodcutter thing it's like don't put your hands in here and people are like who needs to be told not to put their hands in here well wall fans common censors we have seen now that that is why we need these warnings because people have to be told it told not to put on a blindfold and drive a goddamn car down a public road they have to be told this is it's 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 mind-boggling to me it's absolutely mind-boggling and in fact on that note Again, I put this one right behind it, even though it's a little bit out of place. Uh, YouTube, because of all the backlash with the the Bird Box Challenge stunts, has announced that they are not allowing and will be pulling all of the Bird Box Challenge uh, videos from YouTube. In addition to pulling the Bird Box Challenge videos from YouTube, they are pulling all prank videos. They're pulling all prank videos from YouTube. You're not going to be able to to post any kind of prank videos. Uh, this would be like the Tide Pod Challenge. All these dumb things that just take common sense to be like, uh, you, you don't know that you shouldn't do that. They're going to be pulling all those videos. They're not going to allow them to go up. Uh, and all I have to d- say is it's about time, YouTube. Like, you just perpetuate this stuff. In fact, the Bird Box Challenge originated on a YouTube channel from an influencer that is monetized on YouTube. It's amazing. It's 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 just absolutely astounding to me that that they just let this stuff go, and it gets to this point where teens are crashing cars in Utah, and then they finally say, "Oh, maybe we shouldn't allow these prank videos on YouTube." You think? You think? Come on, YouTube. You know who owns YouTube? Come on, Google. Do better. Common sense. That's what that is. Oh, all right, let's get in a little sports. I got some good sports for you this week. Man, I feel like I'm flying through stuff. I had so much content this week, and now I'm like, oh, duh, duh, duh. we're like, we're only halfway through, and I got so much more, not not as much content as I thought I had. Oh man, I'm enjoying that Tropic of Thunder lager though. So it's like, you know what? I, I'm gonna need to get some of this during, when the weather heats up. That's the thing. It's very good. It's it's not really a winter beer. It's not a uh, it's not a it's pouring rain and it's you know 50 degrees in L.A. kind of beer, but it is good. I'm hoping I hope they should still be around for the summer. 
Oh, I actually got myself, uh, my brother-in-law bought me a nice new growler, like a fancy one of those vacuum sealed, like, you know, steel growlers or whatever, big old 64. Yeah. Looking forward to, maybe I'll go break that in a stone tasting room not far from here. Anyway, sports news. Reynolds Wrap. I know you're like, that's not sports news. Well, it is. Reynolds Wrap actually created a new item in honor of the Super Bowl. It is a baby Bjorn. For those of you that don't know what a baby Bjorn is, it is a very popular baby carrier uh, that you can attach to yourself and, and carry your, your child around on the front of you. I, I believe the baby Bjorns also go to the back. I'm not sure. I have a different carrier uh, that can also be put on my back. It's it's not a baby, but you get the concept. It's a baby carrier. Uh, this was created by Reynolds Wrap, and it's actually designed to hold your food. Hold your food while you're watching the Super Bowl. Uh, because, yeah, it's, it's, it's too much of a pain to reach forward on the coffee table for some chips. Yeah, it is ridiculous, but in all seriousness, this is pretty much a publicity stunt. Uh, what they're doing here is they've created this because instead of spending a bunch of money on a Super Bowl ad, which I believe, oh, it might even be right in front of me. Uh, it's about five this year because it changes every year. It's about five million for a 30 second ad, five million dollars. Uh, and on that note, Skittles, actually, they were pretty brilliant. Some, who owns Skittles? Must be Mars. I believe it's Mars, uh, whichever larger company owns Skittles. I actually put out a little campaign and said, we're not going to do a Super Bowl ad. Uh, we're just going to put on a Broadway production instead because it's cheaper. <laughs> I think they might be somewhat correct in that in that assertion. Uh, so Reynolds Wrap not wanting to spend money uh, on, on an actual Super Bowl ad. They have created this item so you can get it. And it is, of course, creating buzz for Reynolds Wrap because I never even think of Reynolds Wrap outside of when I need to buy some new aluminum foil for our kitchen. And even then, I don't think I buy Reynolds Wrap. I feel like there's... There's got to be a Target brand that I get instead of Reynolds Wrap that's like a couple bucks cheaper. However, uh, this this is putting Reynolds Wrap on people's minds, uh, and people are going to tweet this. They're going to share it. They're going to think it's hilarious. Uh, so it really is kind of brilliant. As much as I'm saying well, you can't reach forward to pick up some chips, like I, who's nobody's going to wear the thing. Nobody's actually going to wear the damn thing. It's really just a publicity stunt. Uh, and they've they've done a good job because it's popping up. It's popping up everywhere. Oh, sports, more sports. This one's been getting me all week. All week, this one's been getting me. Uh, even if you're not familiar with sports, you, you're familiar with this instance. Uh, University of Clemson won the national championship for college football recently, uh, like, like two weeks ago. I don't know, whenever it was. I watched it. I was laughing because I hate Alabama, uh, and they got their asses kicked, so I was, I was enjoying it and laughing. Uh, but in the grand tradition, they did go visit the White House this week. And, of course, we've seen a bunch of backlash because the Orange Menace actually served them a bunch of fast food, like Big Macs, uh, fish sandwich, whatever the McDonald's fish sandwiches, uh, quarter pounders and some Wendy's burgers and pizza, uh, all served on silver platters and all. And it was, how, what is this? What, how, how do you, how do you do this? What, how, you're giving the football team this food and everything? Like, that was the backlash. And I get it. It is kind of cheesy. It's very tacky. But you know what's even more tacky? It's throwing a party for a bunch of fucking football players when the government is shut down and people can't feed their families. That's the bigger issue. This is all just distraction. The Orange Menace does dumb stuff like this to distract us from what is really important. And that is the fact that the government is shut down and some people can't feed their families. Yeah, they're college kids. They're not starving college kids. They're all football players. They're on meal plans. And trust me, they're on much, much, much more than meal plans. They're football players at the University of Clemson. They just won the national championship. You don't tell me that they're struggling to eat or anything else. And on top of that, the funny thing is, if I was in college and I can't, like showed up to a party and they were like, here's a bunch, I'd be like, hell yeah. 
They're like, all right, let me soak up this hangover that I've had for two weeks because I won a national championship. The other thing that's really pissing me off about this, and, and people have been sharing this. That's what's crazy is people have been sharing this crap. And there is a, a, a three-star Michelin restaurant in Chicago that actually uh, offered to, to make a meal for the Clemson football players. Have them come out to Chicago and we'll make a meal for you. Again, the Clemson football players are not struggling to eat. They're not struggling to eat. Maybe that restaurant, that three-star Michelin restaurant in Chicago, how about you feed some, some federal employee families that currently can't feed their kids? Maybe that's a little more important than a publicity stunt to try to show up the orange menace over something that really, who cares? This is not important in the grand scheme of things. So he served some fast food. That's what's got you riled up? That's it? That was the straw that broke the camel's back? No, he's got the government shut down. He's distracting everyone with this crap. And then you're all eating it up. You're all eating it up. I don't want to see that Clemson football team getting a meal at a three-star Michelin restaurant in Chicago. That's disgusting. They're fine. Have you seen those guys? They got guys that are 320 pounds. They're not missing meals. They're fine. Think about the real issues here. Think about the real issues. It's the government shutdown. It's not a sports thing. It's not a fast food thing. It's not a tacky thing. It's a distraction. Throwing a, fo- a, a party for a bunch of football players when people can't feed their families. That's the ridiculousness of it. On another sports note, we got some news from Bob Costas this week. Uh, so Bob Costas semi-retired. He didn't actually retire. He's actually leaving NBC. Bob Costas has been at NBC possibly since before I was born. I can't tell you. All I, all I, I just Olympics, football, everything. Bob Costas, Bob Costas. And, and, and honestly, for anyone who was even remotely attached to a broadcasting career, a small, whether small, large, whatever, sports, any, even outside of sports, you looked up to Bob, Bob Costas, including myself, including myself. Uh, so he's going to be leaving NBC. He is not completely leaving broadcasting. He will still do some, some, uh, some MLB games for MLB Network. But I do bring this up because I want to give a big salute to the great, talented, and amazing Bob Costas. And good on you, Bob, uh, for, for bringing, being in so many households for so many years and doing just, just a fantastic job of it. We're going to be sad to see you go from NBC and, and, and not see you quite as much as we did. Uh, but but go out, relax, enjoy your family, take a vacation, you know, and enjoy life because uh, I'm sure he's not hurting for money. You know, I'm, I'm sure he's not. Not to say that he was only doing this for money, but you hit a certain age, go enjoy. Go enjoy your family. Go enjoy your life. Take a vacation, you know. All right, we're going to get into some mental health. This is what I was kind of warning everybody in the, about in the teaser. We got some news uh, last week, and I actually found out about this through the Mighty, which is a uh, mental health website that I that I frequent. Uh, whether it's for stories or just for you know stuff I'm interested in or st- stuff to even help myself personally. Uh, and they had an article uh, about a week ago, and I was not aware of this, which I can't believe I wasn't aware of this a week ago when it actually happened. It's, this only came to my attention uh, this week, uh, and that was Piers Piers Morgan. Who that douchebag? Who I, I can't believe he still gets airtime. I can't believe anyone still listens to him. Uh, but he actually retweeted a quote from somebody um, where they said, "Celebs are trying to make mental health problems fashionable." So essentially, mental illness as fashionable. 
and Piers Morgan backed that up. Tweeted the story, saying celebs are making it fashionable. I'm going to tell you right now, if you're not aware of this Wall Fans, Common Sensors, Podcast Consumers, I'm telling you right now, this is not the case. It was 100% not the case. Now, do I know every celebrity personally? No, but I can tell you it's 100% not the case. The only way it's possible to think something like this, to think something like that, is if you, is if you don't suffer from anything like that or you haven't lived with anyone that suffers from a debilitating mental illness. And I'll tell you, just ask my wife. Just ask my wife. She knows what it's like. In fact, I sent that to her and she said, "How? I, there's no way you could possibly think that if you have lived through it or you live with somebody that lives through it. I'm going to tell you right now, I would rather be irrelevant forever, wearing a burlap sack with like no friends. I mean, I wouldn't give up my family and my daughter, but with no friends, no podcast, no anything. Just living in a hole with a burlap sack with my daughter and my wife. I would take that over unlimited fame and recognition, but having to live with debilitating mental illness. That's 110% accurate. I would do that in a second. I would. Wouldn't even hesitate. There's no hesitation there. Because that's the difficulty that comes along with dealing with living with mental illness. A debilitating mental illness. Nobody's trying to make it fashionable. In fact, most of what's happening here is these celebs, they're finally speaking out about it. To help diminish the stigma around it. I know personally. I spent most of my life not talking about it. It took until I was in my 30s to discuss it more openly. In my 30s. And I still have problems with it. But I discuss it because I want to help remove that stigma. And that's what these celebrities are doing. The ones that speak out about it, they're not trying to say, look, I'm cool because I have mental illness. I have a mental health problem. No. They know that they deal with it. And they want to possibly help others deal with it. That's what I've always said on this podcast. If one kid, one kid, I'm not saying there's kids, kids listening, but teenager, 20-something-year-old, hears this and realizes I'm not alone. Other people deal with this as well. And there are people out there that I can talk to about it. If one person does, then it's worth my embarrassment of sharing personal stories with you. Absolutely. There's no question about that. There's no question. It's not to be fashionable. It's not for content. You think I, you think I can't find other content to talk about? I can get on here like the hipster, the the young hipsters like Hassan Piker and just <laughs> you know post weird photos of me and my bulldog. It's not what I'm here for. I'm not here for social media fame. I'm here to talk to a wall, deliver some common sense, and hopefully make a slight difference in the world. That's what I'm here for. And I guarantee that's what many celebrities are are out there for when they're talking about this. In fact, I want to share, uh, Sophie Turner got into it with Piers Morgan on Twitter. And I want to share with you her tweets. Uh, so these, these four tweets this is a four-part thing that she tweeted. Uh, these are all direct quote from Sophie Turner. Part one, people who think it's okay to make jokes about mental illness. I feel you must be lucky because surely you don't understand or can't comprehend what it is like to have or know someone with an illness like this. Right? Right? 
Part two, depression is the second biggest killer in affluent Europe and America. One of the greatest reasons being, I believe, is because mental illness has so much stigma surrounding it. That's why we talk about it on Go Tell Us The Wall podcast, to remove that stigma. If it's one kid, it's worth it. One. Part three, if we can just all speak out about our experiences or our loved one's experiences, we can help other people who suffer with mental illness not feel so alone. Let's keep this dialogue going. Part four, you are not alone. You can manage your illness and people who make fun of you, make fun of it are the minority, not you. You are loved and supported. Uh, I can't say enough good things about Sophie Turner right now. That's well thought out. Uh, if you've listened to Go Tell It's the Wall podcast for the past two plus years, you know that really, I probably didn't say them as well as Sophie Turner does, but really these are all things that we've talked about on the podcast. Removing that stigma. We need to do better. Uh, and Sophie Turner, you just became one of my favorite people around. Now I hope Sansa sits on the Iron Throne even though it's not actually Sophie Turner. <laughs> I'll be following her on Twitter. It's fantastic. Uh, Piers Morgan is not fantastic. I, I hope he disappears from the face of the earth. Uh, Piers Morgan as well as uh, the other woman who had said this. Uh, I don't say it often, and I'm going to be completely frank with everyone out there listening and everyone watching right now. I, I, I don't say this about people. I, don't really, I really don't wish harm on a lot of people. Uh, but I did say to my wife when I first found this uh, today or yesterday, whenever it was, I, I, I was like steam was coming out of my ears. And I said, I, I, I genuinely hope the two of them get hit by a bus. I genuinely do. I don't wish harm on people, uh, but that's inexcusable. There's no excuse for that. No excuse for that. Uh, one other thing I want to share on mental health uh, is I found this article, another one from The Mighty, uh, and it's actually a bunch of photos. It's 17 photos that show the parts of anxiety you can't put into words. And obviously, I mean, I could hold photos up to the live feed. I'm not going to do that. Uh, but I will tell you... Um, with the Mighty, they asked people to share photos, and a bunch of people did. Uh, and the Mighty, if, if, if you're someone that could use that, you suffer with mental illness, you have a friend or family that does, the Mighty would be a good place to, to get, I don't even want to call it help, just, just support. Support is the better word. Um, and so people were sharing these photos of themselves dealing with depression, anxiety, whatever else it is. And, you know, a lot of it is, is their faces. A lot of it is, is, is uh, uh, OCD, uh, things that they do like crocheting, whatever it might be. Um, and I think it's important because most people don't see that in the moment, you know, maybe you or you, you have a family member that doesn't, you've seen it or your family has, uh, but most people don't understand the severity in the moment. And there's, all, there's usually something when you deal with anxiety. Uh, for me, it's nail biting. If you watch the live feeds for go tell it's the wall podcast, um, I actually try not to show my hands. I try my best not to show my hands and I, I hold cans of beer up to the camera uh, I try not to show my fingers, is, is what I should say. I try not to show my fingernails because, and especially depending on the week I've had, it, it's much worse than others. Uh, in fact, my wife will sometimes, you know, knowing I'm going through a rough patch, might say, are you doing okay? And I'll, I'll just, I'll show her. She'll be like, oh God, you know, not like, oh God, like, what did you do? But like, oh man, knowing that, that I'm in one of those episodes. Uh, and then it turns into a panic attack, full-blown panic attack, uh, hyperventilating, everything else, pacing around the house. Uh, and the other way sometimes it manifests for me personally is pointless repetition. Pointless repetition. I might vacuum the house five times in one day. It's repetition. It's easy to do. I can see myself accomplishing something. It's like the crocheting. 
Um, and I think part of that is because I do suffer from obsessive compulsive disorder as well as obsessive anxiety disorder. So that, that could also go into that. Uh, but these are things to keep in mind. Things to keep in mind. And if you do these things, it's okay. You should work on them, but it's okay. You're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. Uh, and if you have friends or family that do that, let them know it's okay. Don't get in their face and say, it's okay. But just show support in, in the way that's best going to benefit them in any way you can. All right, it's funny. I had a ton of content like halfway through. And hi, Bridget and Chris. Uh, our on-air producers joined in the middle of me talking about uh, mental illness things here. But I'm, as always, I'm glad you guys joined. And we are going to get into a little bit of parenting here. I want to kind of cruise through some of this. Um, one of these things I found, uh, according to The Atlantic, uh, they did a, they, they well, pulled information from a survey and found that intensive parenting uh, is now more of the norm as opposed to uh, other parenting styles. Now, if you're not familiar with intensive parenting, um, these are, this is a parenting style with like supervised, enriched playtime, uh, conversations about thoughts and feelings with your children, patient explanations, which I think that's a little subjective. I think if you, if you lose patience, sometimes it doesn't mean you're, you're doing a bad job necessarily, uh, and lots of extracurriculars. Uh, in the past, we found that surveys found this was mostly middle class families that were able to do this because it does take money. It, it, most times it's only one parent working and everything else. Uh, but that's been expanding. And I think that's twofold. I think the middle class is obviously expanding, but I think uh, there are families out there making sacrifices in order to to stay home with kids. Uh, and, and really, this is what happens in my house. Uh, my wife works full time. Uh, now, we don't struggle, fortunately. Uh, we're also not well off. We are staunchly middle class, definitely not upper. Uh, we were upper middle class before we had a kid, <laughs> two incomes. Uh, dink, dual income, no kids, you know, that, that old term there. Uh, but it's been well worth it. My wife works full time. I, I work part time when I can fit it in, when I can get in the studio, and when I can, can book live events. That, that's what I do. And I find it to be very beneficial to be home with my daughter uh, most of the time. Most of the time. I'm not saying if you're not home with your kids most of the time that you're doing it wrong. I just bring this up because there was a survey uh, and they found that there's been an increase in this. Now, of course, a lot of people ha have are still using, ah, there's another term and I'm not seeing it right in front of me. Um, free range parenting, which is another form of parenting. Uh, the interesting thing here that I just want to touch on is there can possibly be a little bit of racism to this because there have been instances in the past where if it's like, a white family and their kids are free range running. And I'm not saying this is right. I'm saying this is what's happened. Uh, you know, oh, that's free range parenting. Uh, however, you might come across an African-American family or a Latin family. Uh, and, oh, your kid's running crazy. I, I've actually, I've seen this. I've seen this happen. And more recently than I would care to, to, to accept. Because it's, it's unacceptable, but it does still happen. Uh, so that's a problem that, that people can run into as well. And and all I can say is just do your best. If you have to have a nanny, you have to have a nanny. Just just do your best. Love your children. Take care of them. Make sure they're they're clothed and fed and, and loved. That, that's all that it is. I spent I spent many of my years growing up with a with a nanny. Uh, my mother traveled a lot. I traveled with her most of the time. I times I couldn't travel. I I you know, I learned to get myself ready for school uh, when I was in kindergarten. <laughs> that's I, I yeah. That's what I did. Grew up real fast. It's, just, it's not to say there's anything wrong with it. It's all about your own parenting styles. I only bring it up because there is an increase in it. 
Uh, and Bridget and Chris, I'm glad you guys are on right now uh, because me, Bridget actually just went through this a uh, couple months ago. A couple months ago, Bridget went through this. Uh, there was a mom that went viral because she was sharing photos potty training her daughter. And what she did was she put the potty out in like the middle of the playroom and then covered the rest of the playroom with puppy pads. If you're not familiar with puppy pads, these are like the thick pads you put down if you have a dog and, and they're going to go to the bathroom in the house. Almost, it's funny. You can tell you can tell I have a toddler at home. I was about to be like, if they have to go potty, <laughs> no, if they're going to go to the bathroom uh, in the house, you have these puppy pads and they go on the puppy pads. And this is, it's, it's funny. I actually had heard of this before seeing this whole viral thing that happened. Uh, this was on parents.com. And in fact, my wife had brought this up and they're like, you know, a lot of times uh, you, you just have to deal with accidents in the house. And I was like, all right, that's going to happen. <laughs> and in fact, all right, my, in 16 years from now, my daughter's going to kill me. Uh, this happened last week. My wife is in my daughter's bedroom getting her ready for bed. And this is this how you know, like these things make sense. Uh, and my daughter had taken off her diaper and she's just running around, which is like, oh, fine, running around naked, you know, whatever. <laughs> and I go in the room to hang out for a minute and say goodnight. I think I was doing something around the house. Uh, and I, and I, I walk in and I'm like doing something by her dresser and I hear my wife go, oh, you're pooping? And she goes, oh, you are. And I look over and my daughter is just pooping in her room. Pooping. Totally naked, just pooping. So I get it. This totally makes sense. Uh, Bridget, I don't know if you put down a bunch of puppy pads, but Bridget had her uh, was was doing like a intensive potty training back in November uh, to to get her toddler just fully potty trained. Uh, so immediately thought of our on-air producer Bridget and also our on-air producer Chris. They're obviously married. It's both their daughter. Uh, but I know it's it's I knew this specifically because we were having a get together at our house. Chris was able to come with their older daughter. Bridget was not able to come because she was doing the intensive potty training. Sometimes you got you got to do what you got to do, you know? And it's funny because, like, I, I feel like a lot of people are like, no, the kid can't just go on the floor. And it's like, but those same people have a dog, and they're like, oh, the dog's just potty training going on. Like, <laughs> so the kid can't get the... Like, I'm not saying the kid should be pooping on the floor all the time, but, you can, like, you can't let the kid just go free for a couple days, and, like, the dog does it all the time. I don't know. I don't know. That's probably what I'm going to do. Uh, one more thing on parenting, and I bring this up because it could save you some money. Uh, Target recently announced that they're uh, they're beefing up their baby products, their in-house baby products. Uh, this is the stuff Target branded stuff. I, I I don't have the actual, and it's not actually branded Target, but they have a few different brands uh, that you're going to find them to be a little, little less expensive. In fact, the Target diaper is perfectly great, and they're like half the price of uh, some of the other diapers. Uh, unless you do the subscription through Amazon, which is what, what we do. I think we go a little cheaper because of the subscription. But Target diapers, totally fine. They're great diapers. Do them. Uh, use those for your kids. Uh, but then on top of that, you're going to see a lot more stuff popping up in Target, which is great. Could save you a few bucks. And this is, of course, to make up for the void left by Babies R Us because Babies R Us had their own brand and everything else. All right. Moving on to some tech. We're getting short on time, but it's okay. I feel like it's going to come out really well this week. Maybe not. I don't know. And I'm still enjoying that Stone Tropic Thunder Lager. Uh, Chris, you would thoroughly enjoy this one. Uh, we'll, we'll get your hands on some of this one. It is, uh, it's, it's, it's a little fruity, but not too fruity, and it's not super pale like, like the IPAs that you swore off <laughs> a couple years ago. Anyway, getting into some tech. CES happened recently. I'm not going to go through all the crap. I'm just I'm so sick of like tech gadgets and stuff, but I do have one thing that was announced during CES from Samsung. 
Uh, they unveiled a 219-inch TV, and they're calling it the wall. 219 inches. Chris, if the Pats make the Super Bowl, are we going to have the, the wall at your house here? <laughs> uh, we're going to have the wall. I'm bringing this up. This is really just between me and Chris. Uh, we have a little bit. Of, well, we didn't last year, but we got some luck with the Pats playing in the Super Bowl watching it uh, at Chris and Bridget's house. But I digress. There is going to soon be available to the public a 219-inch TV. They're calling it the wall. 219 inches. That's ridiculous. I don't even think it would fit in my house. Um, I don't know that a lot of consumers would be getting this. However, my brother-in-law and I were talking about this last week, and I said, uh, <laughs> let's split it, Bridget. I don't think it would fit in your house either. Bridget is asking if, if I will buy the TV for them. Uh, no, I, I don't even think it would fit. That's what's funny. And Chris just jumped off the live feed. I think he is measuring the wall in their living I'm just kidding. I don't even think it would fit. Uh, and it, it's ridiculous. Although I kind of did some quick math and I was like, dude, if you're watching a game, like the, the, the people are life size at that point. I'm pretty sure they're just life size at that point. Uh, so the only, the only thing I could see is if you're like, I don't even want to say obscenely rich, but if you're wealthy, uh, you know, and you have a large house and, and you have one of those like home theaters, I could see that being useful there as opposed to using a projector. That's what my brother-in-law and I were talking about. And he's like, well, just use a projector. And I was like, well, it, even if it costs a little more, you're saving space on having like the projector behind you and the screen and everything else. So it, it does kind of make sense for that. However, um, I, of course, will not be purchasing one. Uh, we're, we're not, I'm not going to purchase one for our honor producers, Chris and Bridget, his song. Uh, but it is, it is a fun thing to think of. If I do have a friend that gets one, I, 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 I am curious to see it. I just kind of want to see it. Uh, yeah, I thought so. I don't think it would fit on our wall, like in our house either, Bridget. Yeah, like I, that's that's what I mean. I think you really got to have like a uh, a home, like a big home theater, you know, whole setup and everything going on for that even to be useful. Uh, all right, moving on tech. We got some news from Google. I'm actually really excited about this one. Google just announced that they are buying Fossil's smartwatch tech paying $40 million for Fossil's, Fossil's smartwatch tech. This is awesome because Fossil makes smartwatches. Uh, I believe my mother actually has one, uh, has a Fossil smartwatch, and, and does like it. I've always looked at them. Uh, I've, I've, I haven't upgraded my smartwatch since the Fossil ones came out, uh, but this is great because Google hooking up with the Fossil tech that's going to go in there. We're probably looking at some more stylish watches, uh, also some new tech that can come out of that because they're going to take their tech uh, and and... Combine it with the Google tech and Android Wear and all that good stuff. So that should be exciting. That's going to be coming down the pipe at some point here. Um, and we have a little follow-up in tech. Uh, I talked about the gigantic douchey trucks that were blocking Tesla charging stations all around the country. And uh, we, we got a response from Tesla, essentially. Uh, they're, they're starting to employ these, and, and they've, been, they've been rolling them out in China. Uh, but it's essentially a lock. Uh, for those of you not familiar, the Tesla charging stations uh, have, have been being, there's been giant trucks that have been blocking them, parking them, and not on accident necessarily, they've been blocking them on purpose. And so what Tesla has done is they've implemented these locks that pop up right in the middle of the charging port, like charging station parking spot, pops up right in the middle there, and it only goes down if you uh, have a Tesla and it has like whatever, Q, it's probably like a QR, some kind of thing built into it and then the thing pops down if you don't have a tesla you will not be able to park 
in those spots at all. Um, and this is a way for them to combat the douchey, gigantic trucks. You know all those trucks had, like, the, the truck nuts hanging down from them, right? Like, all of them did, these dudes doing that. It's a requirement. If you're going to be a douchey truck owner, uh, that's what you do. I actually got a few in our neighborhood. It's funny. I got a few of these in our neighborhood that have these, like, souped-up trucks, few people. Uh, and, and, and I see them outside, and I'm like, your truck is so clean. You don't need a truck. You live in Los Angeles, like, right near the freaking city. And you have this giant truck, like, loud, ridiculous, obnoxious truck. Give me a break. Give me a break. It's just compensating. 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 Oh, man. I'm, I'm going to talk about it for a second. If you're not familiar with this, Gillette dropped a an ad. An ad. Good on Gillette. This is basically an ad to combat toxic masculinity. And, of course, a bunch of people got upset. A bunch of guys. A bunch of men. A bunch of men out there got upset. They threw away their Gillette razors because you're attacking their masculinity. All I got to say to that, all, really, all I got to say to that is uh, they're complete assholes. Like, if you watch that ad, if you haven't seen the ad, if you watch that ad and you go, I am threatened. The problem isn't the ad. The problem is you. And you need to go sit in the corner and you need to think about why that ad upsets you. Just do it. Right now, if you're listening to this and that ad upsets you, just go sit in the corner, stare at the corner, and think about why you're an asshole and why that ad upsets you. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Chris is going to go shave right now. I know, that's what's funny. Is I, I The other day I was like, uh, oh, thank you. Uh, my mother actually jumped on the live feed and she has a fossil smartwatch. Thanks, Ma. Um, I actually thought about that the other day. I was like, ooh, I got to go get a new Gillette razor. And then I was like, oh, wait. I got a big-ass beard. <laughs> what am I going to do with the Gillette razor? <laughs> oh, so Chris, go sh shave for both of us. Chris has a little bit of facial, but shave for both of us, please, Chris, uh, to, to, to combat the, uh, the assholes that, that feel threatened. God, threatened. Oh. More news in the world of common sense. Uh, we had a gentleman who was recently banned from Royal Caribbean. Royal Caribbean is a cruise line. He was recently banned from Royal Caribbean. Do you know why he was banned? He jumped off of one of the high balconies of the ship into the water. And he did this, of course. Why? Why, wall fans, common censors, podcast consumers, social media world? Why did he do this? For viral fame. Yeah. Jumped off a goddamned cruise ship. Into the middle of the ocean. Had his friends film it and he did it so he could post the video. <laughs> were people flushing their razors, Bridget? Oh, God, I hope people were flushing their razors. That's, I hope, oh, if you hate Gillette and you have a Gillette razor in your medicine cabinet, make sure you flush it. That's the only way to get rid of a Gillette razor is flush it. I hope they all have clogged. <laughs> Toilets and drains at this point. Anyway, this guy jumps off the, the Royal Caribbean ship. I, like, I, there's nothing for me to even say about this. He's been banned from Royal Caribbean. Really, I, I would imagine he should be banned from every cruise ship. But who does this? This is just like, this is like the bird box challenge. Who does this kind of thing? Who does this kind of thing? It, it blows my mind. You jumped off a cruise ship. You knew you weren't supposed to. You probably put the, the whole crew of the ship into, like, come on. We need to do better. Do better. Uh, two more things just real quick. Lego announced 
just recently announced that they are working on a new line of Legos for adults. Adult Legos. These are not pornographic Legos. Let me put that out there right now. They're not pornographic Legos, but they are Lego sets geared toward adults who want to build with Legos. And it's funny because, and actually, um, the title of an article, one of the articles I was reading was Adult Legos are the new adult coloring books. And it's like, I totally get it. The funny thing for me, I've actually got a Lego set sitting right here. It's a Boston Red Sox helmet. I haven't had time to build it yet, but it's there. I also have a VW bus sitting back there that is a Lego set that I haven't had time to build, but I would like to. Uh, good on you, Lego, for making adult Lego sets. I don't think you really have to. I like. I, I have mo many friends. In fact, uh, uh, Chris, do you have, uh, like, I mean, not for the girls, but do you have, because I have uh, friends that are, like, uh, geeky fans, like Star Wars fans, and they have, like, their Star Wars Lego sets and stuff. And, like, you know, so it, it makes sense. Like, adults are already using these things. Adults are already, I have two particular friends, a married couple, and I go to there, and it's like, Legos, 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 Legos. They, like, b take time to build Legos together uh, as a couple. Uh, my, my little big sister, Juliet, builds Legos. She enjoys building the Legos as well. Uh, so, it's great. It's awesome. Be it, it, it's just funny, because I don't know that we need the adult Legos, uh, but they're going to be coming out. They are going to be called Lego Forma, so look forward to that. And... One last thing for this evening. If you needed another reason to love craft brewers and craft beer. Yeah, see, I thought so, Chris. See, Chris, our honor producer, Chris, has Star Wars Legos as well. I think I have some Star Wars Legos somewhere, too. Uh, I'm not as big of a Star Wars fan, but I have some Star Wars. I've actually got a Mr. Potato Head. There's a Mr. Potato Head back here. Maybe I'm not a good example. Maybe I enjoy toys because there is a, like a Deadpool toy and a Ninja Turtle. and ah, Maybe I'm a bad example. <laughs> maybe they do need adult Legos for people that are not as juvenile as myself and... Chris is not juvenile, but, you know, Chris enjoys his stuff, his his geeky stuff as well. Uh, so uh, maybe they do need adult Legos. I don't know. I don't know. But if you need another reason to love craft breweries and craft brewers, we got some news this week. Uh, there is a craft brewer that is actually, has actually brought a lawsuit against the White House and the administration that's currently there right now. Almost said his damn name. I, I, I'm so good about not saying it. The Orange Menace. Not saying his real name. Uh, and it's because of the, the government shutdown. There is a Washington, D.C.-based craft brewer that is losing money right now because of the federal shutdown. They are not able to actually export their beers out to other states because of the shutdown. So they are suing the administration for loss of money. And good on you, craft brewers. Let's keep coming at them like this because this is something to make us stink about. And and you know, you know what's happening here is... Yes, they're partially worried about their revenue, but they're making a point. They're making a statement. They have already had to put out a bunch of extra funds and, and, and to, to create their beers because of the aluminum tariffs that came down. And they're saying, you know what? That's enough. And so they're doing something about it. So good on you, craft brewers. Hopefully we'll see more of this. And hopefully we'll see this damn shutdown end. I'll be honest with everyone. It doesn't affect me personally. I don't have to fly anytime soon. I'm not getting on an airplane while the government shut down. I'm just not doing it. I'm not. I, I, I refuse. I'm not doing it. Not doing it. That's the funny thing. We got terrorists coming across the border. That's why we got to secure it. So you stop worrying about the airplanes. You remember 9-11? Yeah, they didn't come across the, the southern border. They flew on fucking airplanes and they flew them into a building. But yeah, just, just, oh, let's not worry about the TSA, the people that are keeping the airplanes safe. No, no, no. We got to worry more about the border. I will leave you with one more thing. You know what's because I grew up in Southern California. I went to school not far from the border. I went to school with people that lived in Mexico. 
because I went to private school. You know how stuff gets across the border? Illegal stuff gets, do you know how it happens? They drive it straight through the checkpoints. I know this for 100% fact. The smart ones, the ones that make a lot of money, the ones that are really sending weapons and drugs into the United States of America, they send them straight through the border checkpoints. You know what they do? And this is just an example. They'll send four trucks full of illegal stuff. First truck gets pulled over, Border Patrol searching that truck, the other three trucks go straight through. That's how it works. That's what they do. I know this for an absolute 100% fact. That is fact. But have fun with your wall, Orange Menace, and all these people that think, oh, I need to be protected by a wall. Give me a break. Give me a break. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's racism, and that's all it is. It's racism. That's all it is. All right, wall fans. I told you we were going to get a little ranty. Oh, man. But I think we had some fun. I hope you, uh, uh, for those of you that didn't see the top of the live feed, if you're watching on the live feed, go back, check out the uh, intro song that was included this week on the live feed. Uh, and for those of you just listening, you actually did hear the uh, intro song already. On that note, wall fans, common censors, podcast consumers, social media world. This has been episode 82 of Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. I am, of course, your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And remember, wall fans, common censors, no matter what you do, no matter where you are, no matter who you're with, and no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense.